Welcome, Fivers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, a movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. On this week's episode, your hosts Q and Jay dive into some of their favorite movies and hopefully talk about some of your favorites, too. Feel free to yell at your speakers when we ignore your favorites, or you could just tweet at us with your choices, like an adult. Now, let's join Q and Jay in the writer's room as they dive in. Fair warning, this podcast may contain spoilers for movies that came out 20 years ago, but at this point, that's really your fault. And now, on with the show. This is so weird. It's so echoey in here. It's like I have no one else to worry about. It's just me and the microphone and all the listeners. Q, the last survivor of, 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 I don't know what I'd call it this go round. Uh, the dusting, the musting, uh, the custing. I don't know. If Jay were here, he'd probably offer some stupid idea, but I got rid of him. <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, snap! <laughs> stupid. You son of a bitch. Aw, oh, shit. Did you say snap? <laughs> and by the way, it was the crusting is what you were trying to think of. That's what you were trying to think of. Um, I think Q's gone. Did Q snap himself? Oh! Out of- <laughs> Will you stop saying snap? <laughs> <laughs> but- you brought me back, and you went away, and Haley and Amanda are here. No, Haley's gone now because I said snap. Okay, let's stop doing that. Oh my God! This All right, let's end. just high five before this goes on any longer. High five! High five! Should we high five? High five! High five! High five! High five! High five, son! Woo! High five! Don't let me hang it. Oh my god, that was like the worst case of who's on first ever. Alright. <laughs> Who snapped on first? No, stop! <laughs> that word is banned for the rest of the episode. You can say finger clap. Oh, <laughs> finger clap. Yeah, there you go. That's safe. Because apparently not only is it is the concept of getting dusted connected to finger clapping the gauntlet with the infinity stones, but apparently it's just the concept of finger clapping if you're that just, makes everyone disappear. If you have just come in contact with the gauntlet and any finger clap after that, you're dusted. Yes. Mm-hmm. So from here on out, <laughs> it will only be known as finger clapping. Okay, everyone listening, <laughs> that's the rule. Finger claps from here on out. Tiny finger claps, big finger claps. Sometimes you just like to finger clap along to your favorite song. Be like, give us a finger round of applause. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, Jay. Hey, Q. Also, hey, Amanda. Hey. And hey, (laughs) hey, Lee. (laughs) Hi. We have... We have uh, assembled our own Avengers crew, the Five Avengers, if you will. Damn right we have. We've been uh, on vacation for, for like two weeks after you dusted us that first time. And yeah. we are excited to be back You're because welcome. all of us are together. You You're welcome, dusted? by the way. I dusted you and you guys ended up in Disney World. Dusted us good, you did. 
Yeah, and then I did. I finger, I finger clapped again and brought you back to reality. So you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, our our feet couldn't have taken much more. Couldn't have done it any longer. <laughs> so oh. tell us. Uh, so obviously, anybody who listened to the previous episode before this one knows that we are here to to kind of finish out and and round off our conversation of the the grand uh, plan of the MCU over the last eleven years. Yeah, I mean, we went through I think phase one and phase two pretty deep last time, and so pretty much all that leaves is we we're working our way towards Endgame. We talked a little bit about the movies in phase three, but I think this time we wanted to have the whole crew together so we could really dive into Endgame and then reference whatever we need to from phase three that makes sense. Perfect. Because at this point, all of us have seen Endgame. the the uh, The Russo brothers have officially lifted the spoiler cap, uh, and so. It's time to talk about it and spoil the shit out of it and hold nothing back. That's true. We're going to spoil it so hard. We're going to we're going to go back to last uh, the last episode about the uh, MCU. We're going to put spoilers in that episode. We we are. <laughs> so if people go back and listen to it, Steve Rogers may be there as an old man. Who knows? Who knows <laughs> what's going to happen with that episode? Also, I'm starting to wonder if my concept of time travel. So if I go back and put something in an old episode, that doesn't mean that people listening to it then will hear it then, right? That's not I think how time that's, travel works. It does. Works. That's exactly what that means. Yeah, I think that's, that's what like that a, means. That's a paradox, right? That's exactly yeah, how, absolutely. That's how time works. I don't know if you know this, but time is a flat circle and, and also very finicky. And also connected to SoundCloud, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time you make a new edit in SoundCloud, it branches the time <laughs> continuum. And so it's a really dark reality. It updates time yes. as a whole. It does. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. why they almost went out of business, but that's what saved them, the concept of time existing. I'm going to go back to our very first episode then, and at the just right at the top, when we introduce ourselves, I'm going to be like, hey, Jay. You're going to be like, hey, Q. And I'm going to be like, by the way, Tony Stark is going to die 11 years from now. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. In a movie called Avengers Endgame. That's the, that's the title. Go ahead and start speculating <laughs> now how that works out. Oh, Jesus. And then uh, for some reason, Biff Tanner owns a big casino downtown when he gets back. <laughs> it's true. Whoa, do you think we caused the Trump presidency by going back and oh fucking with God. the space-time continuum? Damn it, Q. Stop. I knew it. I oh, knew we were going to do it. I knew, we're we were, I knew that was going to happen with this podcast. I told I you when we divorce. started this podcast. <laughs> I told you as soon as we started recording this podcast that eventually Q in a couple years were going to accidentally go back in time and cause a Trump presidency. And God damn it if we didn't. <laughs> every time. This happens every, every time. time. Every time. Every time we've gone back and <laughs> fucked with time, it always ends up with a Trump presidency. <laughs> what? That's like the weird butterfly effect that we always just – it For is. some reason, it all all roads lead to that happening. But somehow, I need way more Ashton Kutcher in this version. That's right. Of it. I went back in time. I killed baby Trump. Somehow, still in the future, Trump presidency. <laughs> I don't know how. You know he, what? He, new, he, he you ready for this? Hold yes, on. I am. He like Thanos is inevitable. Damn it! You beat me to it. That was <laughs> what I was gonna say. That was man. I knew I should have interrupted you. I should have <laughs> stuck to my guns. You didn't and said, try. Jay, you didn't try hard enough. I'm gonna con Jay him, and I'm gonna interrupt him. Oh and I God. didn't. I didn't. So I'm going to next time. So because we never get to have Amanda and Haley on the show, mm. why don't we? I wanna. I would love to defer to you guys one at a time and have us kind of give 
your experience, because Jay and I both talked about it on the last episode, what is your experience with the Marvel Cinematic Universe up to this point? Have you seen all of them? Did you see them all in theaters? You know, what kind of what has been your experience so far? A, A, Amanda. I'm so used (laughs) to calling you A. Now that we dropped that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I, so you're just gonna hear me repeatedly go A, Amanda. Amanda. I'd prefer you didn't. What what are your what are what are your uh, interactions with the MCU up to this point? Well, I've I've seen every single one of these movies. I didn't see them all in theaters, um, you know, because we we had a child, so that makes it a lot harder to go to the theaters. What? You know, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> believe it or these, not, weirdly, some of these were viewed on Redbox. Fair, um, but you know, I mean, yeah, I've seen all of them. Nice. Are you were you a comic fan prior to this, or were you a Marvel fan post the the movie series? Like I knew who certain characters were, but I wasn't like the biggest of comic book fans. Got it. Um, I had only really be had been at that time introduced to comic book characters through like the X Men cartoon that we watched when I was growing uh-huh, up, yeah. or like you know, the uh, Tim Burton Batman movies. You know, that's kind of how I got introduced to comic book characters. So your exposure was much more from, like, the TV film side of things yes. than the actual, but, like, book yes, reading. Yes, but once they started making, like, once they made Iron Man, like, the first Iron Man, um, I started really getting into it and doing a lot of research and just kind of getting into it. Can Going you, back through some of my comic book collections. Yeah. Can you give us uh, out discounting uh, Infinity Wars and Endgame because they don't count yet because we haven't discussed them up to this point? What has been your favorite MCU film? Ooh, like your personal favorite? If you had to like go back and watch one because you're like, I just fucking love, uh, I really love uh, Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, oh, I'm God, a huge. No. I'm God, a just no. Thor the Dark World nut. <laughs> no, not even a little bit. I honestly, it would probably. Oh my gosh, that's really hard because, oh, uh, I love the original Guardians of the Galaxy like a ton. Sure, of course. Uh, but I also really love Black Panther. Ooh, nice. Uh, I'd say right now it's probably a tie between those two. Like, if I had to define like a definitive favorite outside of what we're talking about right now, it would be between one of those. All right. Even more fun question. What is your least favorite MCU movie that you've seen? Least favorite? Oh, Thor the Dark World? You know. (laughs) That's mine. (laughs) It's going to be probably a tie between that one and The Incredible Hulk. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, that, that that one we sort of forget. We even sort of glanced over that a little bit in in the last episode, even though we did talk about the Edward Norton version of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, Haley, on your side, where where are you in this? Have you seen all the movies? Where are your so kind of no, favorites? I have not seen all the movies, and I like that. I'm gonna be honest. The movies that I like, the ones that got me into it, were Iron Man. And the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> oh. No shit. <laughs> Oops. Sorry. Well, I mean, Iron I Man is great. I never watched Ant Man. I never watched. I never watched any of the Captain America ones. She hasn't seen any Captain America, including what? Civil War. No, just because I just what? never did. I okay, wasn't here's the in thing like about Captain place. America, though. <laughs> I like, like his movies in are college, good. I think, but his character to me is just insufferable. <laughs> 
I can't really? fucking stand him. I, like I love him because of what he represents, but I it's like I couldn't be around you though. He, mm-hmm. he is he is the Superman of the Marvel I universe. Would totally, I think don't that's do that. Don't fair. do he's that. Like that. Superman <laughs> You're is right. a he's fucking just, treasure. He's just insufferable, no. just like good old soups. <laughs> no personality, I feel like. He's not complicated like Tony yeah. Stark or Bruce Wayne. Exactly. exactly. Yes, exactly. Which is what what brings me to my least favorite? Yes. And I haven't seen them all, so there's very possible <laughs> that there's other ones. That are worse. But I would say Captain Marvel is my least favorite one I've ever watched. The most recent Captain Marvel? I mean, yes. obviously, the only I Captain Marvel that exists. She had the personality of Superman. <laughs> of no personality, just Why like a hero. Superman? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't I a- love Superman. Take that, DC. God. <laughs> Welcome back to We Hate Superman in <laughs> <laughs> the podcast. Oh, so hateful. Oh. I can kind of understand about Captain Marvel, though, because I, I was talking to Jay after we saw it that, you know, I liked it. I like Captain Marvel as a superhero. She's pretty badass. But her movie in general was just kind of meh. I completely yeah. agreed. She could have been so much cooler. They didn't flesh her out enough as a they character. They didn't. There was not enough detail there for mm. me to really understand. Can, can we yeah. get it? Can we get into? I'm gonna jump because I feel like talking about Captain Marvel is a perfect segue into Endgame. Because can I say, just like her standalone film, I felt like she was horribly and oddly underused in Endgame. To the point yes. where she just kind of yeah. felt like a gimmick, and it almost made it feel like the entire point of her having a movie beforehand was so we all wouldn't collectively be like, who the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> I do feel, yeah, I do agree with that point, that I feel like the Captain Marvel movie was maybe a little bit rushed or thrown together so that it would make sense yeah. having her in this film. Well, For sure. That was one of the things that, that uh, Amanda and I had talked about, and I agree, by the way, is I think they almost made the entire Captain Marvel movie so there wasn't just a blatant deus ex machina in the last in-game film. Because they needed her power to save Tony and then, you know, do what she does later. But what I was talking to when I was talking to Amanda about after the movie, and Haley, this kind of backs up your point, is when it felt like what they were doing with her Captain Marvel character wasn't giving her character or wasn't giving her depth. It was making her a quippy dude. It was. It was making her the like toughest jock. On the field. It was like, what if Star-Lord or Tony Stark was a lady? Yeah. And I, I felt like they just wanted her, her, to, her be- to be that. Except minus any charisma. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was just like, how one-linery can I be while I'm kicking people's asses? Right. She has a whole movie, but I'm still more interested in Black Panther's sister. How do you say her name? Shuri. Shuri. I yeah. think she's way more fascinating and a better character. Yeah. And a strong female presence in that world. And she, and she was... Yes, and, and she was such a strong presence in the Black Panther movie. You know, it, I want more of her. And it's yeah. not that Brie Larson is a bad actress. I very much like Brie Larson as an actress. It was, I felt like, how it was written. I didn't have a, a lot of problem with the movie. It was just kind of meh. Well, but even Jude Law's character wasn't really fleshed out enough. I mean, I oh, felt like I there was a lot of internal conflict there that really could have been addressed more. Yep. For sure. Well, that and I think and now welcome to the Captain Marvel podcast. (laughs) We hate we hate Captain Marvel. But but to be fair, it is part of phase three. So rightfully, we can absolutely talk to it 
or talk about it as our uh, at our heart's content. But I will say that it it the movie felt like a movie that was that solely existed to help support and set up something else. Yes. Like, See, I really feel like they could have not done the Captain Marvel movie first and introduced Captain Marvel in Endgame and totally. then done a movie after because then they really could have spent some more time on it. I agree. I yeah. totally feel like they could because then it, it might have piqued people's interest like, holy shit, who is this? And she could have been like, you know, Maybe had had Samuel L. Jackson in the movie have Nick Fury recognize her and be like, oh, shit, like, right, you came because they had that post credit scene at the end of Infinity War that set her up. Comic book fans would know. But then people who weren't familiar with her would be like, "Ooh, I want to know more about her. And then Marvel could be like, well, guess what? We're going to put out a movie all about her backstory. And then they would have introduced her with that badass haircut. Exactly. exactly. Yes, I loved the haircut. <laughs> the oh haircut my god! Was so we're way all better. we're all collectively agreeing the best part of Endgame was her haircut. Is yes. Yeah. Oh my god! When Holy she came crap, out, was I was awesome. like, Oh my god! Yeah, I will like I, I will say that I very much uh, appreciated that they got rid of that stupid helmet thing. Although, um, but why did they like? <laughs> why did they? Pull that out at the end of the movie. Like, well, why was it her even flame in mohawk? the beginning? Yeah, her flame mohawk. <laughs> yeah. Well, the well, the weird part is, it looks like she should have been playing like guitar on the front of a Mad Max during car during the duration of the movie. But they also were like, so does <laughs> she? On a, on a on a way more like real world question, does she not need that mask to be in space? And if that's She's the case, like invincible. Why did she have it ever? Yeah, well, because it was part of the uniform. But it was at the end of the la- of Captain Marvel too, like when she fully she embraced like her power. She did it like in the middle, didn't have it in space, and then would just put <laughs> Wait, it did on. Did she have like, it on when she went through looks? Thanos's ship? Like, it's her she... cool no. accessory. She just had a cool haircut. It That's what I'm saying. Like she maybe wore at the end of her movie, it was just because it was the part of the uniform. I don't for her hair. I don't know. Let me think about that for a second. I don't know. I think it was just a mistake. That's Maybe. fair. Maybe. I mean, I think they just really wanted to do the flame mohawk, and that's how they got away with it. And they're like, you know what? We don't need that now. We got badass haircut. That's true. Well, I, I did read something that was very interesting. Um, Brie Larson did an interview, and the first time, because they actually filmed in-game prior to Captain Marvel. Oh, nice. So her playing Captain Marvel in in-game was the first time that she had played that character. Oh, and oh, interesting. in some of her interviews, she they've said, like, so how did you prepare? And she was like, I just kind of didn't. Like, <laughs> I just showed up, and they're like, okay, you're an all-powerful cap- version of Captain Marvel that you really won't get to until the end of your movie. So start from there. <laughs> and okay. Backwards. And I was Thanks. like, you can prepare. I, no, an, I just mean, like. As an actor, she could have prepared and, like, done her research on her I hope. character. I'm I sure she so. did, but I think she meant more like she didn't get to go through that character growth with her oh, character and sure. develop any of that because yeah. they hadn't even finished writing the script for Captain Marvel yet. Sure. Well, well, and to take a step back, I mean, like, let's look at Th- someone like Thor. I think Thor, and we can spoil a little bit about Endgame here, but Thor has gone through an amazing kind of journey with the first movie they definitely you know had some idea of what they wanted Thor to be but they didn't really nail it down the second movie Dark World was shit and they didn't really figure it out until uh, Ragnarok on the type of character 
that Thor needed to be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Infinity War and Endgame have him finishing that arc so we can spend time with him. We can see his growth and the things he does in the movie make sense. And to Haley's credit, ha- Thor 3 is the only Thor that she has seen. Oh, well, that's yeah. the best. That's the best one in my opinion. And oh, that's yeah. what I told her. I was like, you don't even need to bother. Don't even bother going back. Yeah. You, and you missed I kind of just did a review on YouTube of the other two. That's what happened. I prepped yeah. with that. <laughs> She that, did, that works. That's she did fair. prep That's with a 35-minute-long crash course. No, it was course. an hour. Oh, an hour-long <laughs> crash course YouTube video of everything you need to know about the Marvel Cinematic Universe before going to see Endgame. Oh, my God. You know what? Yeah, I prepared, yeah. guys. Good. I'm glad. So, I mean, I wouldn't want to – we haven't even kind of touched on it, but when you guys went and saw it, was it um, 3D, like IMAX? Like, how did you guys see it? Okay, so the – so I've seen it twice. Haley Ooh. saw it once. Um, the first time was in IMAX non 3D, mm-hmm. and then I went back again the next day and saw it in IMAX 3D. Ooh, what did you guys think? And also, Q, I want to know: was there a difference? Um, well, uh, the IMAX 3D was fine. I mean, okay. it wasn't. There wasn't enough of a difference for me to be like, "Oh man, this movie looks." Gr- it was. I'll tell you what. It was no battle. Uh, battle Angel Alita. Oh, really? Battle Angel Alita was better. You think? That you movie, raved about that one. That movie looked fantastic. Wasn't in that 3D. like made kind of for three D? Uh, yeah, it was. And, and Endgame wasn't. Right? No, Endgame was a post conversion job for yeah. sure. I hate those. Um, and so it it popped in some places, but there were some places in the movie where I could literally take my three D glasses off and still watch the movie, like. And you know, they always say, well, I don't know if you know or not, but they always <laughs> say um, that that is the sign of a good or bad 3D movie is if you can take your glasses off and still watch the movie without your glasses, it's a bad conversion. Because yeah. that just means that there's not a lot of 3D happening on the screen. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we, we're not big on the 3D anyway, but if it's going to be a good experience, I'm always curious about it. We saw it in uh disney springs and they have one of those dolby digital like rumble seat theaters oh nice but it was a three-story theater so we were like on the top balcony of this gigantic imax type screen no seriously we got lost trying to get up there we were like how the fuck do we get up there weird now (laughs) is this the one in disney springs yeah Yeah, this is the amc dine-in it was a dine-in. Did you guys yeah. get food cool. there too? See, no. It was. It's like the dine-in. If if you remember the dine-in in Nashville, it was. Uh-huh. If you do the IMAX or the Dolby Digital or the the special oh, there's screens, no service in there's theaters. no dine-in service. It's only in the back. So we did it in one of the special theaters. He didn't get the right tickets. I yeah. Oh, Jay. <laughs> I, I opted for big screen as opposed to dine in. We realized when we were there, that was a mistake. Amanda, if you need me to finger clap him out of existence, I will. I mean, just, <laughs> just I'll say let you the know. word. Well, if you I'll do you know. finger clap me back to Disney with him, then. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. We, me and Haley found a cheap way into the park. I love yep, it. Exactly. Absolutely. Who oh, knew? Who knew um, that was a direct line to Disney? Maybe that's why Disney <laughs> bought the franchise. They're like, we gotta keep the lid on this. Like, yeah, we can't have people finger finger clapping their way into our parks. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, <laughs> I know. I, I I'm waiting for one of us to say finger banging, fingering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the perfect time to slip it in. Do you oh remember God. that time that Thanos came back and just finger banged everybody out of existence? 
that is a way different movie, and I think it's that pretty is, online. That is definitely going to become a porno spinoff. That's the Avengers. It's already the, a porno in, spinoff. The infin- they have to assemble all the Infinity Bones. Yeah. Oh, no. That's yes. the, yeah, Inven- Avengers Infinity Bones, followed by <laughs> inv- Avengers Her End Game. And av- Avengers Happy End Game. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, I like no. that. I like that. I like that better. Guardians right. of the Glory Hole. Yeah. Oh my God. There's Spider-Man so many Homecoming. <laughs> Guys, uh, I think we found a lucrative new business. We're gonna yeah. make Marvel Cinematic Hustler, Universe porn if, parodies. If you want us to write the parody, we've got it. We'll do it. Thor <laughs> Ragnarok. Oh. <laughs> wait, wait. Let's just see how many. <laughs> How many movies? Wait, so does that mean we can just leave Thor the Dark World as Alone. Thor the Dark <laughs> yeah, World? That, that's, and yeah. it'll just be about buttholes. <laughs> yeah, it will, it, it will be. Uh, there's Avengers Age of Volvatron. I like that very much. Um, uh, let's see. Iron Man can stay Iron Man. It's just about a dude who's just <laughs> on rock hardness all the time. <laughs> And then, um, but the pubester from our last episode is <laughs> yeah. the bad guy in that in that one. That's like that's like the Thor villain. Instead of Loki, you got the pubester. And then we have Captain America, the Fist Avenger. Oh gosh, Jesus! Uh, I kind of like Captain America, the Fist Rear Avenger. Oh. <laughs> Doctor Strangle. <laughs> Ooh, I, like, oh, I like that. That's kinky. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, no. that plays to our kinkier audience. Yep. Doctor the Stranger. <laughs> oh, oh gross! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, gross! And then, like af- and then after all of it, dude. and then after all of it, it's Captain America: Civil Warts. Oh, oh, gross! Can we have Guardians of the Galaxy? <laughs> Galaxy, yes. Volume two, because that's the one that has ego in it. Oh. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and he's a planet. Yeah. Black, Black Panther can stay the same. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but for Jesus. some reason the k is capitalized <laughs> yeah i don't that's know why it, that makes it dirtier but it does but it does that's um, true <laughs> so to segue <laughs> slightly back into where we were <laughs> let me be the first i'll just go ahead and come out come out of the box i am in the camp of people who really love this movie oh god Endgame. i thought you were gonna throw yeah. me for a loop i thought nope. you, i thought you were building up to i'm in the camp of people I, who just Hated this. I, was movie. Really I think everybody loved too. this movie. I would hope so. I dug it. Well, dug you it also loved uh, uh, the Last Jedi, and I'm still correct about that too. So, <laughs> so, I mean, so your, opi- your opinion. I also love the Last surprise. Jedi, so you can shut your. Both dirty of mouth. your opinions sometimes surprise me. Oh my but, god! But we're right about that, and we're right about Endgame too. Yeah, that's true. I walked out of that. I walked out of that movie with with almost my mouth hanging open. How good it was! <laughs> I Got cried it. so much. Did you? I did, I wept tears. Did there you? were people that were crying in so, your theater, right? Yeah. In the in 3D the se- the second time that I went to go see it, there was a woman legitimately sob like <laughs> heave sobbing behind me. I almost mean, I wasn't to the point sobbing. I wasn't like <laughs> you know disturbing. It was the people almost to the point me. that I like wanted to turn around and be like, can we not right now? I'm trying to watch Avengers for the second time. <laughs> the the thing po- is what, Get your feelings sad. out of here. Get your feelings under control, woman. <laughs> the thing is, what you didn't realize, Q, is that it was just bad timing because she's watching Endgame. Tony says, I am Iron Man and snaps. And then right then, someone texted her and was like, your dog died. 
<laughs> oh my god. Or it's like I'm leaving you. Oh, I'm god. leaving you. Oh. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> no, it's not me, it's definitely you. <laughs> and then oh, she's just she weeping. Just I don't love movie. you 3000. <laughs> oh god. I hate you 3000. <laughs> I hate you 3000. That's how she got dumped. Yeah, that's so funny. In the theater, her husband All right. Just there. Go ahead. No, I didn't Said I hate you three thousand. And then just left. That's why she's falling. He was like, "You don't need a finger clap to make me disappear. I'm out of here." (laughs) He just looked at her and goes, "Dusted," and walked away. (laughs) He did. He did like jazz fingers and was like, "Dusted." You couldn't see me, but that's exactly what I did when I said that. (laughs) It's it's the new ghosting someone. You just dust them. Dusted. Um. So let's give a quick rundown of. Uh, Avengers Endgame. Okay. So the basic concept of this movie, as we understand it, is it picks up almost immediately after the dusting happens in, uh, or the dustening. The, the dustening. The, the I like dustening. the dustening because it makes me think that someone named Dustin is behind it. The, um, the, so. the finger clappening. The fingering of, Amer- the, of fingering. the world. Yes, uh, everybody got fingered in Avengers Infinity Wars. <laughs> And, and right then that's where Endgame starts. Right. <laughs> and that's why as people are getting finger, 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 Stark, it was like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I know. <laughs> I know. You'll be okay. <laughs> Everybody feels that's the, this that's way. The new, st- <laughs> it's the new Star Wars shirt. It says, I don't feel good. I know. <laughs> Cut to Tony Stark just being arrested. <laughs> That's how in-game opens. It's just Tony Stark in manacles. And he's like, I regret nothing. I am inevitable. <laughs> I am, I am inevitable. Uh, so it picks up right after um, we're treated to one of the biggest hanging questions from Infinity Wars, which was where the fuck is Hawkeye asked only one person? Because let's be honest, nobody gives a fuck about Hawkeye. And that one person was Jeremy. Renner. <laughs> he, was, he was like, guys, I want you to open the movie on me. And I will say that this scene, despite me not really caring about Hawkeye, and I do have one very big gripe about Endgame later that does involve Hawkeye. So okay. I'll circle back to that. But despite me not really having an emotional connection to Hawkeye whatsoever, this opening scene with his family happening happening concurrently with the finger snapping or the fingering and his family disappearing literally – like I got super choked up. Yeah. No shit. It, it made me so it anxious. It like made anxiety. Me, that scene that is like the scene that they were setting. That it, that was the yeah. world now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it was it was really cool because uh, you know Amanda and I had talked about it and we we're like, man, we kind of hope that you, that we'd seen the Hawkeye stuff in the trailers and we're like that we hope that's near the beginning. And when they opened with it and that's what was going on. It was. It worked from bot from top to bottom. I loved that scene. Completely agree. So then, so then we get a, a sidestep away from Hawkeye and his dusty family to hmm. Tony Stark, who is drifting in open space with uh, with uh, um, Nebula. Nebula. Thank you. I kept yeah. wanting to say Gamora, and I was like, it's not Gamora. But it's not. No, uh, it's it's non. It's it's. It's a not. It's a blue gamora. And we're treated to heroin addiction, Tony Stark. 
Man, they made him look gaunt. Yeah, yeah. they did a good job. He's like super thin, and it looks great. Like, I mean, it doesn't yeah. look great. I'm not like, hey, Tony, looking great, but guy. It looks looking legit. awesome, buddy. But it looks yeah. very convincing. Um, I was like, man, they get Christian Bale for this role? <laughs> and then we get uh, him giving the scene from the trailer of him talking to the helmet and recording a message for Pepper Potts, uh, which was another also another tear-jerking moment. great. Yep. And then we're treated to one of two Captain Marvel <laughs> Das or uh, what do they call it? Deus, Deus Ex, Ex Marvela. Yeah, Deus Ex Marvela, where she just pops up, saves the day, and it's like, all right, bye. <laughs> bye. Um, so she suddenly pops up sans mohawk helmet now. Right. But still not rocking her cool ass haircut yet. Which why? Well no, because it's still I, I don't know. I guess there wasn't, like, a, a haircut place where she was helping the scrolls. So was it, like, supposed to, like, show a pass of time? Because, like, five years yes. passes. So she Everybody's gets, gets haircuts. So she goes through a, like, <laughs> I'm going to get a cool haircut. Well, if you think about what? it, they literally every single person has a new haircut five years later, with the exception of uh, Captain America, who never ages. Right. Except but for the end shave. of this movie somehow inexplicably. And then right, he did shave though. He did. He did shave, but he did that before the five years later. That is true. That's true. You got me there. But you get Hawkeye with a super cool new oh, haircut. Oh, he gets really hot. Mm-hmm. You got Captain Marvel <laughs> doing her best yeah. Hawkeye impression. <laughs> right. Uh, and then you get uh, Black Widow, who has now let her red roots grow back. It looks like it. Also, um, you've got a bit more of Hulk banner. He's got some more, like, gray in his hair. And he looks way more like Mark Ruffalo. He does. Yeah. But I think that was the point, though, wasn't it? Like, they said he kind of merged. Happy mix of both. Can I say that when he came on screen, Haley leaned over to me and she's like, Is it weird that I think Hulk Ruffalo's kind of (laughs) hot? No, I don't. Haley, no, it's not weird. Not I, weird. I think that's going to be a common thing, by the she way. She was like, I don't know what it is, but like, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling the Hulk right and now. And he was like, yeah, that is weird. And it was. I was like, yeah, that's, that's odd. But once you go green, you know what they mean. That's true. I think he's feeling threatened or something because he immediately <laughs> shot it down that it was weird. That is, well, I did. He's like the fair. Jolly Green Giant meets Silver Fox yes. meets Nerd because of the glasses. So it just kind of works. And he's smart. That and now he's only one handed. Yeah. So. He can speak in full sentences now, mm-hmm. which is very right. attractive. Exactly. He it's sounds like, like Mark he'd Ruffalo. He'd be the best boyfriend because who's going to fuck with you when like, the Hulk is your boyfriend? Right. <laughs> so we get. Point. That's a good point. So we get Captain Marvel uh, picks up the spaceship and flies right. it back to Earth. Which I'm she ubers them home. Which I'm gonna be honest. That took her five that took, years. That no, no, because remember five oh, years that's is after. Right. But here's the thing. Tony said we're running out of oxygen tomorrow morning. So did she fly their spaceship from whatever light years away galaxy they were to Earth by the next morning? That's I mean, a wonderful she question. flies it. What is it like three times the speed of light? Yeah, but they had Maybe. warp engines that couldn't even get them there that quickly. I thought the warp engines were broken. I thought that's why. Well, that was drifting. the thing. But yeah. does she fly faster than a like a warp engine? I 
That's a very she good question. Superman. I didn't even think of that. I know that this is a real like Monty Python and the Holy Grail swallows type conversation about like how much weight exactly could a Captain Marvel carry <laughs> traveling so at human, light speed? This human with alien blood inserted into her, how could how fast could she legitimately carry a spaceship? Hey, since you brought that up, can we also address the unnecessariness of putting alien blood in her in that movie? She's super powered yeah. without the alien blood. So that he basically just like she has human blood. How did that even save her life? How did it not immediately Was kill her? Was it because she became a superhero and can take any blood? Is that a thing? I don't know. I was trying <laughs> to connect a, it. Sounds what is, like a thing. One of Captain Marvel's powers. I'm able to accept <laughs> any sort of blood. <laughs> I am the universal donor. <laughs> Now, to be fair, Captain Universal lie, donor. that could be like a really good like trend. She could like go on and go to the Red Cross and have blood drives. Yes, the green, the green cross. <laughs> so she flies Tony Stark and Nebula back to uh, the Avengers mansion. Now, I do have a very g- legitimate question here too, and this isn't about weight ratios versus time travel or space travel. That's fine. That's a question for another day. But this question, the end scene of Captain Marvel has Captain Marvel meeting up with the Avengers post-snap, right? And then did she just, like, did they send her on a mission to go find Tony? I would imagine that's exactly what happened. Okay. I mean, they that's knew that I'm he assuming. left and was lost in space, so they're like, "Hey, can you go find our friend?" Yeah, that that's kind of what I assume. Okay, I just wanted to make sure because I was a little confused because Thor acts like he just saw her for the first time ever here when he's like, "Oh, I like this one," or yeah, you know, in his cool, sexy think, Thor voice. I think that. I mean, I know they film all those like interstitials and and uh, and uh, at different times. end credit scenes at different times, so that may have just been a continuity thing. Fair, but I, my assumption is that they sent her after Tony, and that Thor is just Thor. So Tony, oh, that's fair. I like that, that answer. Yeah, I accept that. I like that. So Tony comes back. Uh, she drops him off after they carpooled back from outer space. And she got her tip. He's got her five star like on Uber and was out of there. He he's super angry that Captain America didn't team up with him the first go round. Which again, just I mean, from, from where he was standing at that time. That's because Captain America is fucking insufferable. (laughs) I know. He's about as helpful as if Superman was in this movie. Oh, my God. (laughs) Except, to be fair, they wouldn't need Ant-Man to time travel if Superman were there. He could just spin really fast around the world, and it would just turn back time. That is how it works. I think that's the actual scientific way. Yeah, that's something he did in Superman 2. Oh, shit. I think it's 2. He spins really fast backwards around the Earth, and it reverses time. It's to save Lois Lane's life. he's more powerful than Captain Marvel. He is more powerful than Captain Marvel. Kind of. I mean, maybe not. Uh, I don't know if she's... She may have never tried that. She could have... She just needs to attempt it. She does have an internal Energizer battery, though, and he is bound to the sun. So that is that's, that's true. Okay, yeah. That's true. Uh, but like now I know. Super hair. So so right around here, Q. That's when they sort of assemble for the first time and go after Thanos. Yeah. 
I want to state something here because I had mentioned this to Amanda when we were talking. The fact that they got to Thanos so quickly in this movie very much surprised me. Yeah, it threw me off. In a bad way or in like a... No, in a very good way because the fact that basically they kill Thanos before the cold open is over gave me the sense of I have no idea where this is going. That's true. That is fair. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that too because I was just expecting it would be a whole movie of them trying to find him. Like we need to figure out how to get to him, how to get the stones back, how to trick him, how to, you know – uh, get everybody who's still not around back. You know, like it, I, I figured it would follow a story structure like that. And when they offed him early on, I knew he wasn't gone forever. But I was very much in the dark on where the movie was going. Right, and I love that. I loved that. Now I will say um, that I, as soon as they found him, I immediately was like, "Oh, he's like they're gonna just kill him right here. Like that's gonna happen." And then, so I wasn't as shocked as I think that they were hoping when Thor just, like, lops his head off. Right, which was awesome. Which was was awesome. awesome. And I also like the fact of when they asked Thor what he did, he said, I went for the head. Uh I went for the head. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, call back. Which which is a great little bow on that scene from uh, Infinity Wars. Um, Yes. But now, this is getting us closer to... They show up to Thanos. They find him. He has destroyed the Infinity Stones. Yeah. And is near death because of it. The whole side of his body and his head's all fucked up, and it almost killed him, he says. Thor, in a fit of rage, kills him. And so, basically, the movie cold opens with them being like, I guess we just permanently lost. Like... Yeah, that's kind yeah. of the feeling I got when There's I saw that. No. Until Ant Man shows up, they have lost. Right, well, that, that's exactly. what I was gonna say. Exactly, and that's what makes me feel so shitty that I didn't go and watch Ant Man because I was like, "There's no need for me to watch Ant Man." <laughs> I will say, but now I'm like, "Damn, <laughs> no, I'm glad awesome. I watched that review yeah. because I didn't know. I would have not known any of that." I will say, so five years passes after they kill Thanos. Everybody's kind of scattered to the wind. Um, There is rumor that when they're talking to Okoye, when uh, Black Widow is talking to Okoye in those like uh, Jedi Force Ghost holograms, um, she said he she asked what's been going on, and she says that there's a lot of seismic activity in the ocean off of the coast of Africa. Right, right. There is a lot of speculation that that is a wink, wink, hint, hint at introducing Namor into. I, I did read the that. MCU coming up, which is basically Marvel's answer to Aquaman. Oh. Right. Um, okay, I was gonna say who's Namor. And, yeah, he's and when, king of the Atlanteans or something like and it, that. And okay. they they say their further proof is that when Black Widow says, "What are we gonna do about it?" Okoye says, "Nothing." Yeah. Meaning like she knows that it's handled. Whatever's right, going like she yeah. Whatever's going on down there is not their realm to mess with. Gotcha. Uh um, yeah, so I, I, I did hear that or I read that somewhere and I'm totally fine with it. I think it'd be an int- I think it's a fun little Easter egg if nothing else. One hundred percent. So you get 
this like sad mopey five years later everybody's kind of split up and gone to do their old thing black widow is holding down fort kind of acting as a new commander-in-chief of like their makeshift shield like avengers operation and then you've got captain america who's holding support groups um for victims of the finger clapping and then which was uh i i will say pretty cool um, we just recently rewatched Winter Soldier, yeah, and it's really neat to see that transition because that's the first place he meets Falcon. Exactly outside of the running, you know, the on your left, it's Falcon leading a support like, group, PTSD recovery support group. Exactly, and it was a it, once again, this movie is filled with these beautiful little bow ties sprinkled throughout it of just like all of these character arcs, kind of getting these these great callbacks but not just like a callback for the sake of a callback it's actually progressing their stories to this point yes um and when we get to the time travel aspects of the story that was my favorite element of those was how well they wove them into everything that we've seen in the last 11 years like it okay i I have to say this i want to say this i'm not going to say up top because we're 45 minutes in but of if nothing else whatever qualms i had with this movie the fact that it wound together 11 years and 22 films in a way that made sense and yeah. did not feel laborious over three hours is a marvel it didn't even feel like three hours it to me. did not i yeah. i saw it twice and even upon the second viewing it didn't feel like three hours even when i knew what was coming i still felt as in it as i was the first go around and that's a huge it testament to, to what they accomplished. Oh, 100%. Because movies that are that long, even if I'm really enjoying it, most of the time I'm like, okay, I can tell I've been sitting for two and a half right. hours. I got bed sores. Right, yeah. like this is work. I was like really <laughs> invested the entire time. Yes. Now, well, and Q, I remember us talking about with Infinity War saying, I can't believe they were able to tie all this together in a single movie and it made sense. It, they upped the Annie in Endgame, and I think Endgame is a better movie. <laughs> sure. Oh, I I 100% agree. Absolutely. Like, it's just, it's like watching someone do a magic trick. It shouldn't work, and it did. But I, <laughs> I do have a question. So here is one thing that wasn't so magical. This is one of my, I think I have like three gripes in this whole movie. Mm, okay. The, okay. I have a two or three my, as well. My first gripe is the way that ant-man comes back is the most ridiculously contrived thing i've ever seen <laughs> the fact that the savior of existence is a is a curious pigeon a rat it's i was gonna oh, say it's it was a, a rat. rat yeah it's, not, it's ratatouille that's voiced by pat Oswalt. and the crazy <laughs> part like it literally just happens to and it it the weird part is and they kind of do a show a close-up of it and i've watched it twice now at no point does he actually kind of touch any buttons. It just <laughs> flips a switch, and all of a sudden it's like recovery return mode. And <laughs> I was like, why I'll is that you, even a thing? He's supposed to press buttons. That rat actor, that rat actor, he fucked up. Is, is terrible. Yeah, he <laughs> I got fucked it. up. He, me- he messed up his blocking every time. Um, so that was that was my first issue that I was like, nope, like I'll put, I will suspend a lot of disbelief. Trust me. I'm watching a movie literally about made up characters from comic books, but that for me was, it felt like kind of lazy 
contrivance. Like it, I can, and I can even see that. And honestly, it guys, if you need to use a rat, have a rat crawl into like a power grid or something, and it surges the building or, and then surges. Or why not use into. Ken Jong as the curious security guard? Why couldn't he go in there, touching stuff, eating, eating his fuck exactly, eating his fucking sandwich, and just like poking buttons, and all of a sudden that happens? <laughs> that would make more sense to me than a rat just crawling on it for like two seconds his tail hitting a switch and then all of a sudden it kicking totally back into like return and recovery mode. Right. Okay. So like, it's dumb. Like I agree that it's dumb, but there's something about it that kind of like is cute, you know, harkens back to like, you know, okay. So for example, you know, when you watch like the old, like, cartoons or something from yes. the 90s mm-hmm. something ridiculous would happen sure. that would cause like the bigger picture sure. are you saying you it know? felt very ant-man well no i'm saying it, it felt very like old tropey yeah. you know what i'm saying I like agree. you know accidentally this thing got covered in ooze and now it causes this huge catastrophic sure. thing yeah, or this thing like it's falls very comic book. you know and yeah. yeah and so like you watch that as a as a kid in a cartoon you're like oh my god this random thing happened oh yeah. no i <laughs> guess <laughs> you know i guess for me the only problem that i have with that in a movie that deals with such desperately heavy topics as this movie deals with because shortly after this we're introduced to the fact that hawkeye is now a full-fledged serial killer (laughs) right yeah that was it does turn it does feel like a very like it's the tone is swinging very hard (laughs) from one way to the other but i you know what i'm not gonna even debate that with you because i like that point i think you're making a very good point Mm -hmm. and that does make a lot of sense in those kind of big um classic storytelling kind of ways that does feel like a move that is pulled out of like you said like your indiana jones where something happens to fall on the right button that causes something to happen at the exact right time that it just works out for everybody now i will say though q you said something that that resonated with me when uh amanda was was fishing for the right term you said it felt very ant-man yes I would agree with that. Yeah. Is that the silliness of what that is? Yeah, exactly. Fits with the tone of the Ant Man movies. I agree yeah. more than more than some of the others. But you're kind of touching on my main gripes. All factor in around a single topic, and it's really the weird sense is that I wish the movie was longer, or that I wish it was a miniseries, because all of my problems with the movie are that it they took crazy leaps to get to story devices that should have taken a lot longer. My biggest culprit for this is that Tony accidentally figured out time travel. Okay, yes. Yeah, all right, that's very... Yeah, that happened way too fast. That's my biggest crime. It was like, have you never tried to figure out time travel? But in five years, (laughs) has he not been trying? He, he no. obviously hadn't like because Ant Man came and they had that big fight and then they're like just yeah, just think about it Tony and he's on his radar it wasn't yeah and he sat down at the table and just hey, he's like hey table how about time travel and it's like hey Tony we figured out time travel it's like, <laughs> hey, oh bring God. out the flan I didn't I, I hey didn't can I can I can you please make <laughs> me a T shirt that just says hey table. How about time travel? And then a little blur, a little bubble from the table that says, hey, Tony, we figured out time travel. <laughs> yeah, I'll build you that shirt. Please. I want that so bad. That is fucking hilarious. Oh but that's what happened. It was just kind of like, it oh, is. okay, time travel's fun. 
And then later in the movie, it's basically the same thing with Gamora and Nebula. It's like, I hate you. I hate you. Are we friends? We could be friends. Sure. Yeah, we're Yay. friends now. I love you. I love him. Great. Well, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Exactly. Like, hey, I think you're being way too judgmental. I might be judgmental. Well, no. I'm kind of on board with I, Joey's opinion on that. And I'll back that up, too, because that was also that was my third. I said that I had three kind of gripes in this movie. That was one of my other ones was it took. And I feel like the reason it's a gripe for me is it does a disservice to Gamora's character because it has taken her two Guardians of the Galaxy movies to get to the point that she is with the guardians and wanting to and an infinity's war and an infinity war wanting to truly be a good guy she even kind of wavered in guardians of the galaxy 2 when nebula shows back up um and they have they're both of those movies for sure have had such a hard relationship that i felt like it kind of dismissed all this character building that came before it when it was like, was that really all that needed to happen? Was Nebula needed to be like, hey, I've been to the future. We're friends. And she's like, all right, we're sisters forever. Right. Let's go set. Let's go stop our dad who brainwashed us. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now, you know, and, and, and me and Amanda have talked about this. And so and, and I can see both sides of it because the whole thing of, yes, you've obviously come from the future. Things are weird. You're from the future. I should probably believe what you say. Like, I get all of that. But it did. It was there were elements of the movie that felt sort of we need to get to this point. And so we're just yeah, going to have jump limited there. time. It's like my, the yeah. jump to can, conclusion. Can Matt. we jump ahead then and address another one that I felt like was 100 percent? And I know it was supposed to be a really emotional movie or move, but it felt real ridiculous to me. And that was the, Which one? the Hawkeye Black Widow death off the cliff. Oh, my God. Yes. That was their, so dismissive. Their argument of like, I'm going to die. No, I'm going to die. No, I'm going to die. No, I'm going to die. Oh, I tricked you into letting me die. Bye. I'm dying. I was just like. And then this. it was just move past. And then it's over. She's and dead. yes, they Nobody address it barely. twice. But impact like even. Even that scene on the dock when they come back and he's like, Black Widow's dead and Hulk like throws the bench off into the ocean. It's like there is almost no real grieving period. And I understand they have a lot going on. But this is a character that has been in the cinematic universe since Iron Man 2. Like, yeah, she has a been a major part of these franchises. She's been in several of the Captain America movies, all of the Avengers movies. Iron Man, I mean, and it it felt oddly. They just didn't give her the credit. Yeah, it, it felt oddly dismissive uh, of a death, and I felt like their argument of who should die didn't feel genuine. It felt like they were trying to one up each other. It was, and weird. I know that wasn't the point. I know the point was supposed to be like I've done bad things and I should sacrifice myself, but it came off more as this like. I'm the more sacrificial person. No, I'm the more sacrificial person. Very Romeo and Juliet. I can, (laughs) I can definitely, I can see that point. I think I'm in the camp. That didn't really bother me that much. No, I I loved everything about that. I I was okay with the fight. Now it went on a little long and became a bit family guy. Is the like the the twist and the twist Mm -hmm. and the turn and the turn. Like the know me, the know me, the know me, the know me. But. I don't know. I went. I went along with it. I can see your point. I hear you. I acknowledge it. I just. I think I'm on the other side of the fence. Is it worked for me for some reason? Because I was expecting well, it. I was expecting I, them to get to that mountaintop and have to make that decision. So, but weren't you surprised that she wasn't like 
mourned more on the movie. Like through they didn't have time. Yeah, I, I will say that I, I just feel again, like that's Tony's a, that's a, sacrifice was like a glory moment. Was this like was that's the something big one. you yeah. didn't want to spoil for your friends? But if you let slip that Black Widow died, it, it is no big deal. Right? It's just weird. That I, that's how I that feel I can totally that people go are with. taking it. But I also think the problem with the scene is you're mirroring a scene that had a lot of emotional impact in the movie that came right before this. Thanos throwing Gamora off of the cliff, I felt, had a lot more emotional resonance to it. And it was even played as a much more emotional scene. And I felt like this scene mirrored and echoed that scene because it was oh, it was the same definitely. thing. But this one, I would have, I think I would have been more intimate, or I would have been more into it if they would have had like a quiet conversation at the edge of the cliff, and you keep waiting for one of them to jump off, and then one of them just does. Like, I think that would have felt more intense and in the moment. Then, like you said, kind of the whole like family guy style of it where it's like, I'm going to jump up and run from the cliff and then I'm going to throw a lasso around your leg and pull you back down and then I'm going to jump and then I'm going to clothesline you. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think, you know, I think they struggled with I feel I feel like they were struggling with wanting to give her sort of a hero's death. But because she was there with Hawkeye, she didn't have like a big bad to fight. So that was maybe. But I feel like that would have been it. a hero's death if they would have stood on that cliff and they would have talked about whatever happened in, I don't know what they, whatever they keep referencing. It's like Bangladesh. Oh, or the Helsinki yeah. or whatever. Um, well, yeah. I don't think it would have ever come out to them agreeing on who. No, should no, and that's what I'm saying. Wish. It shouldn't. I don't think it should have. I think she should have just like. Just stepped. like, yeah, like if they framed it where her back is to the cliff or they're both standing side by side by the cliff and they're really up close to each other, having an emotional moment, they're talking about their needs to, you know, this is why I should do it. This is why I should do it. Here's and then the if thing, she though, just is like, does they it. are they are dealing with time travel, like they're moving through space and time like at this time. Right. Yeah. Yes. yes, 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 exactly. they were. So they don't really know how long they have. They don't know if something could go wrong with the machine. Like, they don't have that kind of time. All they know is is that they have to get there, they find out what has to happen, and now they're like, okay, I need to do this. And they've always had a competitive relationship, you know, so they've always competed with each other. But these two people are also family members. Like, she is the aunt to his kids. Right. Like they call her godmother or whatever. Like she is a family member. So it's fair for me to sit there and think he's going to want to not only bring his family back, but he's also going to want to save Black Widow, who he sees and loves as a family member. I agree. You know, and then she's going to want to also in that competing nature say, no, I need to save you and your family. Like, so I totally understand like the fight struggle all the way to the cliff. And then, you know, and well, I all the way to the cliff he, and then she's over like the cliff on and yeah. he's holding on <laughs> and she's like, it's OK, like, just let go, you know, and he just can't let go. And but she slips out anyway. And 
I, I feel I like that's less of a. <laughs> but I, I, I really liked it, and I thought it spoke well to each character. But I even think her slipping kind of undoes the hero moment because ultimately she wasn't holding on. He say, was holding you, on. I was say, did you? I, I saw that as her like pushing off the clip and pulling out of his hand. She is wasn't that not holding how you on. Saw it? He was holding on, uh, and she was like, "It's okay, let go." I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, and, and I, I all your val- all your reasons are valid, and I, I don't disagree with, I and maybe maybe I explained it incorrectly, but I one hundred percent think that all of their character motivations were valid. I wanted yeah. to see that moment of them not wanting e- each other to sacrifice. I just think it would have been more impactful had. One of them basically stopped the conversation and then just did it. Like it would have been more yeah. gut punchy to both whoever was left standing on the cliff and also to the audience as a viewer because you're 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 here listening to this argument, but that's both of their characters are very headstrong characters that are gonna kind of do what they want. Well, but look at it this way. I mean, that's probably exactly what they tried to do because yeah. they were talking, and then one of them went to go first, and so then they just started pulling each other back. I mean, right? I get you. you. Know, I mean, I I will say I'm just gonna I'll put a pin in this because we've talked about this longer than the actual scene was in the movie. Well, it enough. was my it was my <laughs> biggest it was my biggest gripe in the movie. But, oh, man. but what I will say is that I because it was so short. I, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with with Haley is that I think they did not balance the grief of her character well enough with the grief of Tony's character. I do agree with that. I absolutely because agree with they that. had to balance that and they had to make Tony's such a big moment there at the end that they sort of made Black Widow sort of the middle point of the movie, which again, if it had been a mini series, that would have been the, like an amazing penultimate episode sure. or something. But yeah, like the the time travel stuff, like we're, since we're talking about that in general, so we've talked about the Hawkeye and 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 Black Widow time travel. What did you, did you guys have a favorite time travel segment? Like who who was your favorite team that did the time travel? Obviously, you know Black Widow and uh, and Hawkeye. Maybe maybe not. Well, I think maybe the coolest one was, uh, you know, because Captain America got to fight himself. That yeah, was cool. that was cool. <laughs> that was pretty neat. I think, I think personally for me, yeah, the Cap, Tony Stark, Ant Man travel um, back yeah. to the first Avengers was one of the best, and I liked the fact that they even got to go on a second time travel field trip and see their respective significant others for tony his father yeah, that and one, for Cap. I think oh yeah tony and his father. father was my favorite i thought that was that crazy. was cool it, well it's weird though like for to talk about the slattery scene like i think the slattery stuff went on a little bit too long and the black widow stuff didn't go I on long. i agree 100 uh-huh. percent. Yes. but i like but again there it is like it's prioritizing tony's art yeah. i know um, and but that's I, what I, I liked the like. slattery stuff um, I liked the slattery stuff. I liked that Tony had that moment. I liked that they went back to that camp. Um, yeah, I think I'm agreeing. I think the Tony Cap Ant Man time travel stuff was my favorite as well. I just really loved their arc and the fact, Q, like you said, they got to go on two. That was fun. I uh, agreed. And also, I know that I've only watched one of the movies, so I know there's bad Thor movies, but I liked that Thor <laughs> went back and tried to save his mom. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I thought that was oh, cool, and then mom. he realized he like had the strength to get his hammer. I did. Re- I yeah. thought that was you, adorable. Haley, you actually brought up a very good point. Something we haven't addressed in this movie is Big Lebowski Thor. Fat, yeah. fat Thor. Oh my God, Fat Thor. That was Man. hilarious. So I'm what, a big fan of Fat Thor. I the, really <laughs> liked him as yeah. a character. One of the biggest <laughs> surprise reveals of this movie is that five years later, Thor has relegated to setting up a bro house with Korg and Meek, <laughs> his right. friends from their Ragnarok. Fortnite. That's so cool. And has drank his weight three times over in beer and has gotten fat and has become an actual Norseman. For sure. Like an actual Viking. I love it. And is probably one of the best characterizations in the movie. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and here's my other favorite thing about the Thor, the Fat Thor arc. Fat Thor did not magically get to be Hot Thor by the end of the nope. movie. Nope. He stayed Fat Thor. He didn't like, I love no, he he didn't stayed like fat grab Thor. lightning and then like have the God of Thunder shoot down upon him and then he's sexy again. Yep. No. He's Fat the I whole He's in it. his time travel suit as a Fat Thor. I guy. love it. He's actually going to have to work out now. I'm Fat Thor for Halloween. Just saying. <laughs> I'm, fat, I'm sexy, Fat Thor every fat day. Fat Thor. <laughs> I love it. And then he braided his beard yes, like later yeah. for battle. Yes. Oh, well, okay, to I be fair, that's the crazy part. So the lightning, when he called down the lightning and like was magically in right. his Thor outfit, he did not lose weight, but it did put a braid in his beard. It, it did it did style his, his facial hair for sure. It did. I'm down with um, it. That's magic lightning. It's it styles your facial hair. It's oh. about a thousand dollars. Oh my god, since we're talking lightning. And we're talking all this shit. Can we? I'm gonna. I know we're not doing it in order, but I gotta skip ahead. Uh, Holy yeah, fucking shit! When Captain America called Mjolnir, yes, and grabbed it yes. in the final battle, and then you get this cool classic, like full page comic shot of Captain America, shield in hand, Mjolnir in the other hand, calling down fucking lightning. That was yes. so fucking metal. I almost what jizzed you, in my pants. I was like, this is <laughs> this is the fucking awesome. most badass thing I have ever seen. The thing is, I, I that's my what you've just uh that's my favorite scene in the movie. I'll play my cards. Yep. That battle and starting with, you know, the the Thor, Captain America stuff, basically starting with when Thor says Avengers assemble. Yeah. That's my favorite bit in the whole film. And I Amanda can attest to it. I just started to laugh like a giddy schoolboy he did when the hammer flew right past thor and steve rogers caught and same i turned to Haley and i was just like oh shit like i was so excited and thor looks back and he goes i knew it yeah i love the thor was like i knew it from when he was trying to lift it in the early earlier now i have again just callbacks everywhere i did read a thing too so that would that scene was from uh age of ultron and they're all sitting around drinking and right. the and Mjolnir is sitting on a table, and they all take turns. All the Avengers take turns trying to lift it. But when Steve tries to move it, it kind of it budges. It budges, and you kind of get this cool shot of the look on Thor's face, like what the fuck. And yeah. now I've read in interviews post Endgame. Now that the spoiler ban is lift. That I think Chris Evans said it that it's always kind of been understood that. Steve Rogers could lift it then, but he didn't because he didn't want to upset Thor. 
Oh. So, so in <laughs> That's see, I always took it as his. He wasn't quite worthy just yet. I just thought he never really tried. That's that's what I thought, um, but apparently that's he just didn't put his back into that's it. That's what he's. That's what they're saying now. How much of that is actual legitimate canon? I don't know, or just like Chris Evans being a dick. Right, but it's a fun insight <laughs> to think, that's and it also yeah. adds an interesting layer to look at it that way. That like Cap is that good of a guy though, deep down. That he knows yeah. that if I mean, he, he is that good of a guy, if he were Fucking to insufferable. if he were to lift just like Superman, if he were to lift this, <laughs> God. Uh, I'll tell you what, Superman couldn't lift Mjolnir. You don't think he's so? not worthy. He's not worthy. You don't know. How do you know? It's not about strength. It's about worth. It's about heart. You Why isn't he worthy? I don't know. Superman? He's probably a good guy. No, I don't know. I'm just. Oh. Fucking with a man. <laughs> Q just really loves to hate on Superman because I love him so much. Uh, I will say that's all this is. You love to hate on Captain I do love that Superman and Batman's moms are both named Martha. I think that Martha. is <laughs> that's funny. Amanda, maybe that's what we have in common. Both of our favorite characters' moms are named Martha, and that's what we can bond over and be friends. <laughs> Martha, Martha, is your favorite character's mom named Martha? My favorite character's <laughs> mom is named Martha. Should we stop fighting? Okay. Martha. Um, so, but yeah, no, that was my favorite scene. And honestly, I think one of the best visuals in the whole movie is when it's Captain America on one side of the screen and all of Thanos' army on the other side of the oh screen. Oh my God, that was amazing. And him just like, I'm about to fight all of you till I'm dead. I don't know. Yeah. The the other one that came in a close, hard second for that was I legitimately got a fan boner too when all the Doctor Strange portals started opening up. Oh, yes. and then you just people just started pouring. Yes, out. and that legit that I mean I I genuinely don't know how they're ever gonna be able to create a scene with that much. And you started hearing the battle cry. Yes. It's like started like I was getting tingly. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. Yes. But you're right. Q. like never again. It took them 11 years to build to that scene. Right. And that's like it's like it's like someone saying, oh, well, someone could just turn around and make another boyhood. Not for another 10 years. You couldn't. Exactly. So there's a lot of work that you got to do before you get. So since I think a lot that we have to discuss happens in this area, we'll just quick run through. So. The rest of the movie is basically, as Ant-Man so beautifully calls it, a time heist. Which I I would have been fine that with was Avengers hilarious. colon time, time heist. heist. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, but so their whole plan is that because they have because of Ant-Man they have, and Tony Stark's magic table, they have figured out how to time travel. And they are going to go back and collect the stones at all of the various points throughout the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That they have been in, in which they knew where they were. Exactly. Now they pulled a Back to the Future two. Now here is the thing, though. Unlike Back to the Future two, they are explicitly told that nothing they do in the past can impact the future. Instead, it will create an alternative timeline, and both timelines will exist. Yes. Yeah. Until. You put the stone back where it came. You put that thing back where it came from. Also, help me. Also, help me. Um, boom, boom, boom. And if you do that, then it blinks that timeline out of existence, supposedly. It, like, merges. It, it like, fixes the fissure or, yeah. or whatever. So, for me, that was an interesting take because it basically says, like, so, for a perfect example, when they go back to the end of Avengers and Loki escapes... 
with the Tesseract. Yes. Right. Yes. He basically, it it doesn't change the fact that he died in Infinity War. In that timeline, no. he still died in Infinity War. But he has yeah, now... That's how I understand it. He has now made himself available for Disney Plus to make a series about him. Exactly. Exactly. In which yes. he has not had his neck snapped by Thanos. So, but I mean, I think you know, I think it really is the Back to the Future Two rules because if you remember in Back to the Future Two, they were even saying they drew the line on the chalkboard and then had the jut down and said you created an alternate timeline that runs here. I think according to Avengers Endgame, had Doc and Marty traveled back to when they created that that split off and returned the Infinity Stone or Almanac at that point, it would have fixed that fissure. Well, I don't, I don't know because you got to think the whole we never get the that. whole crux of the Back to the Future movies is that di- people disappear out of a photograph, right? Which that is that's which true. to me says that our our current future is changing. Well, no, because at the end of the movie, you know, when Captain America goes back, he puts all the Infinity Stones back from yeah. the original timeline. No, no, no. So he's fixing all the fissures. Right. He, no, yeah, we're talking about Back to the Future. We're, oh, okay. Like, I was like, what are we yeah, talking no, about? Bouncing, because that's okay. We're all over. But, let's, <laughs> but wait. I was like, I'm so confused. Let's also yeah, that, let's, that, that let's address a... the Captain America thing, because that, that was something I am a bit confused about, and maybe you guys can help me here. It is my understanding as a comic book fan, that 75 years to Captain America is not really going to age him much because of the super soldier serum. That is how it has worked in the comic books. That's how it works in the MCU up to this point. I know he was frozen for a time, but he doesn't age the same way that other people age. And did they ever officially address that in these movies? I'm trying to no. think of a moment because I don't think they actually did. They, and so I think that leaves it open to say, you know, because the first movie happens in his timeline well, and then you have like, you know, he gets frozen. Well, that would have been, you know, so then the timeline would work. That out. would have been fine had the Russos not opened their mouth in an interview post in game. Oh, what did they say? Where they said that that Steve Rogers traveled back in time and in doing so created one of those alternate timelines in which he lived his life out and then jumped back to the main timeline when he was older in this same point. So they said that he doesn't exist in the timeline as old Steve Rogers as they know it. So technically... So, so theoretically, he could have been a thousand years old in that sense. Exactly. Now, well, if that's what they say, then I'll go But here's it. the I crazy part. I did not get that from the movie. This, I did not get that Then from the Marcus movie. McFeely, one of the writers, oh, came Lord, out the writer. and said, that's not at all how it works. Oh, Lord. So then... Civil, it's Marvel Civil War all I over I know. Again. Nobody knows what's going on. So here, I guess here is my question. If Captain America did exist in cap- in prime timeline, right? Does that mean that ever since 75 years prior to this movie, there has always been two Captain Americas at any given point in time? 
that makes I mean I guess it would have to mean that because at least for the 50 years or whatever he was frozen so that would be fine because he's not gonna worry about having to interact with himself but for at least the past 11 years or 16 years if you're counting the five-year time jump in this movie there have been two Captain Americas none of which Captain America has decided to help anyone <laughs> I I was wondering about that like of him well if you just lived your life that means you actively didn't help anyone right when you knew you were super powered i i just kind of put that off to the side of time travel is confusing sure i kind of put that in that bucket that's fine i was um, just curious the question no i think it's a good question the question i had is how did he return the soul stone and did he punch red skull in the face when he you saw know him? i've yeah. actually <laughs> i've actually seen a thing that says how it's j literally just a question of how do you return a soul stone yeah right well, also, how'd they inject the ether back into Natalie Portman? I guess he just sneaks back in there and fucking <laughs> just real quick, just like <laughs> jabs her with it's a hypodermic all over again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of questions that are brought up now. Can I? I want to jump to something that may answer this question. They lifted the ban on Monday because a new trailer has come out for the Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie. Yes. yes. And it has opened up an entire fucking can of worms of questions in my mind. Because in this new okay. trailer, it is revealed that because of the finger clapping, there are now multiple universes where everything well, yeah, they, is they punched a hole in our dimension yes. is the way and there are multiple that. dimensions yeah. and they actually as a comic book nerd this spoke to me jake gyllenhaal's actually refers to it as earth 616 which is the primary earth that the marvel comic books take place in okay yes so it's not the yes, it's not the MCU. It's actually the comic book. But universe. it's also recognizing that we are now dealing with the multiverse, which yes, which I mean, man, we're talking about this. Do you Q think that they're going to actually connect it to Spider Verse? No. Do you think that's a, a sideways way of being able to do that? I think they will do it, but they probably won't address it. It'll they'll probably let fans that make that connection only because that is a pure Sony investment separate from the sure. MCU canon. They may in like a one of those if they bring back like the what are those the one-offs? Oh yeah yeah. They yeah. may do a little fun like one-off of like oh this exists or maybe Spider-Man will like Spider the next Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse movie may have kind of like they shouted out to the Sam Raimi movies, they may have like a maybe sly shout out to the MCU to or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, Maybe I mean I just I thought it was very uh, interesting that within twelve months of Into the Spider Verse coming out that this new Spider and it's Spider Man again the new Spider Man trailer says the word multiverse for sure definitely I just thought that was interesting it is definitely interesting but overall what did you guys think of that trailer though I know me and Amanda really holy shit liked it. oh yeah I don't know that Haley's seen it I haven't uh, oh Haley you need to see it it's real good but it did bring up one other really big question that I am wondering too which is why is all of Peter Parker's classmates still in high school? Did none of them? They got dusted and they came back. All of them? The whole school? That's, but then when they—that's what we think. Well, okay, but listen, like maybe not how many, all of them. No, okay, but how many of those kids do you know beside his best friend? 
But all of the so main characters. No, the bully. At least the main The bully and MJ. The bully kid, I forget. Uh, Flip. Not Flip. Is it Flip? Flip Wilson? No, it's uh, Flash Thompson. Flash. Thank you. Flash okay. Thompson. Him and MJ and the friend, they all got dusted. Everybody else doesn't matter. But yeah, I said the same thing when we came yeah, out of it. I was like, "What are they all like? What?" And but then we just assumed they all got dusted. Yeah, so. I think that I think you have to assume that. And you know what? Maybe they'll address it in the movie. Maybe they did all get dusted. Um, maybe they'll address that in the Spider-Man. Maybe. Movie. Um, I just was curious about that. Also, they're all kind of five years older, technically. I guess. I mean, do you age in the dust? No, no, no they're not aged. Age. Yeah. I just mean technically they're all five years older. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So I don't know. I'll be seeing it. I, I think I'd it looks be, real good. I'd be asking for my drinking, you know, <laughs> my okay. I am definitely my, 21. Yeah, I'd be like, look, dude, I got dusted, and it's now five years later. So... <laughs> Uh yeah no I got dusted now I need to get tipsy. Uh, <laughs> yeah now you can get drunk you can get fucked up because you got dusted. <laughs> <laughs> um all right so jumping back into this in battle scene, um, two things happen. Ultimately they collect all the all the stones, and Tony figures out that he can m- make an his own gauntlet I guess to house all of these stones. I, guess. I don't. I don't know why Thanos had to have that one planet with a uh, big old Peter Dinklage on it make his ga- oh. <laughs> make his gauntlet right. for him in the past because it they made it seem like only this can harness the power of all the Infinity Stones and Tony's like ah, I'll well, just make they- I'll just make a quick glove real quick to just put them all in there no big right. deal. Well, but see, but Thanos' gauntlet didn't, like, it protected him from dying, whereas when, you know, Iron Man did it, but, it killed him. But did it did protect it? him Maybe. from dying? Because well, it, I mean, it burned up that arm real bad. Yeah, and it did it to Hulk, too. So right. I think it's just but because also, Tony Stark was a human and not a titan. I was about to say, like, don't, don't like forget, Thanos. guys, we're talking about Tony Stark, the guy who accidentally spilled coffee and figured out time travel. That's true. Right. Well, no, he didn't so even spill, was like, spill coffee. Gonna, he just... Talked to a table. Yeah. Right. He talked to a table and figured out time travel. So if he put his mind to it, he could probably make nanobots that could harness Let's the be honest. Stuff. The real MVP of this movie is that table. Yeah. Is that table. Yeah. She figured out time they travel. They did all the heavy lifting. Time travel table. That's the new. It's time. It's the hot tub time machine. Old, third old sequel. Triple time T. Travel table. Time travel table. <laughs> T3. Time travel table. <laughs> um, so he makes a gauntlet. Um, that can adjust. It's a one size fits all gauntlet, which is great. Um, very, Loved very it. convenient. Uh, and the Hulk gives us a new piece of information that we've never heard before, which is, hey, I don't know if you guys know this, but most of the radiation and power given off by these stones is all gamma radiation. It's gamma, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, learn that. Learn that. So I'm cool. It probably won't kill me. It'll just burn my arm up real bad. And they're like, okay. And so he snaps. Boom. Everybody's brought back. Thanks to uh, Hawkeye bringing along his cell phone to this meeting and his wife calling. Right. Him. <laughs> right. Um, so the crazy part is I do remember watching the movie and I'm like, this movie still has like half an hour left and everybody's back. Yeah. Like, 
Where? Well, they pulled a Back to the Future 2, and old Biff found out about the time travel plan. Exactly. Yeah. So, inevitable <laughs> Thanos shows up. Now, here's a question that Haley asked me, and I'm going to ask you guys, because I genuinely had no good answer for it. And I wanted right, to, see what I can I make wanted what to I justify it, but I could not find an answer. They, uh, Nebula had one canister of PIM particles, right? Which are, okay, which yes. are required for time travel. Uh-huh. Somehow, Nebula, bad Nebula, traveled back to the future... Right, and too. then also brought Thanos and his ship through, which would have required him, her to have pim particles, and also him to have pim particles. I because suddenly she's just back in the future. Well, yeah. Uh, so okay, here's you don't. See- I'll walk through as I understand it. Wait, what? Like I she, think I know, I think. like you don't see her travel back to the future. Suddenly she's there and she's typing into the computer. No, no, you see her travel back because remember she replaces the gold bar on her head and she's pretending to be good Nebula. Yeah, she's pretending. Right, but so she I- goes back with Ant Man. Yeah, but so where is this extra pim particles that? That I don't have a great answer for. What I have always assumed is that when she got back to the Avengers headquarters, you don't see her for a good five or ten minutes while they're all off doing the gauntlet stuff. I imagine she's using some of the pin particles that they brought back from the 40s but do- and doing something on the computer. But no, they went back to that, that guy's lab and grabbed right, them. But the, they yeah. grabbed a bunch but of them. But she is in the future now, so does that mean she then came into the future, grabbed pin particles, Pop back to the past, gave him to Thanos, pop back to the future again, and then did the computer? When did she go to the future? What are you talking about? Maybe. Like, uh, I, I don't when think, I say I don't future, think... I mean current time. Because Thanos is existing in 2012 or 2014. I believe what the movie wanted us to believe was that she controlled Thanos coming into the past or wherever he came into from. Into the future. Because he, yeah, he is past Thanos the, moving into the future. Yes. I believe the movie wants us to believe that she did that from the computer. Like she was able to pinpoint him in history and pull his ship forward. I believe that's what the movie wants us to believe. Okay. Yeah, that's that still doesn't answer my question, though. Because – and it and I it – I know what the movie wants us to believe, but with the mythology that they set up, how it like they purposefully set it up as you cannot do this without these without. pim particles. So much so that they took a side trip just to go get more pim particles, so as their like story guess, yeah. wouldn't have holes in it. But this that one, that I can't answer. Okay, well that's it. I, I if you don't have an answer, that's totally fine. I just I also didn't have an answer and was trying to answer it for Haley and was so frustrated because I couldn't generate an answer. I was just like, I don't know. I guess that is kind of a plot hole. Like it just doesn't work. It just Yeah, I I didn't think that's a good question. I didn't think of it. I believe, like I said, I believe the movie wants you to think that she's able to do that from the computer from in the, the computer. future. Whether or not that makes sense with the mythology, it may not, actually, just after talking about it. But I think that's what the movie wants us to believe. 
I was just curious. So that's, I just yeah, didn't that's, know if that's you guys had a I, good answer for it. Nope, that's that's kind of the one that 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 seems to be a plot hole that I can't think myself around. And again, yeah, I'd have to rewatch the movie to kind of help me place that one. Okay, it kind of goes to the whole eh, time travel is confusing. Exactly, yeah, time, time travel is exactly very confusing. fucking confusing. So then, uh, Hulk snaps everybody back into reality. Uh, yep. Thanos is brought through the gateway somehow by Nebula. And uh-huh. basically decides blows the shit out of the Avengers. Yeah, just mm-hmm. fucking lays waste to the compound, and then is like, okay, well, perfect. Well, now I know all the stones are here, so I'll just collect them here instead of having to go on this, you know, eleven year journey of right. collecting. Exactly. The, the last the last half hour of this movie is just a big game of hot potato, and that's legitimately what it is. And we get this moment um, that I also read an article of. Thanos kind of wins, it appears, gets the stones and the gauntlet, and goes to finger clap, and when he does, nothing happens. And he had a tussle right before that with Tony Stark. The camera pans over, and you see that Tony Stark has the Infinity Stones in his glove on his suit. And yeah. right before that was the most, the heaviest cinematic meeting of eyes between Doctor Strange and Tony Stark that I've ever witnessed. Yep. And it was basically Doctor Strange saying, this is it. Like, this is the one. This is the one out of the 14 million possibilities. Which is still crazy to believe. That I'm I saw. sorry. I was in there as like an adult, not being like a kid. And I was <laughs> like, oh my gosh. This is the one out of 14 million or whatever. Well, sure. Why well, would you watch told a movie you, of the other 14 No, million? I know. If we, had, if we had told you how it was going to happen, it wouldn't have happened. That's right. But then you have what I find to be maybe one of the most poetic endings to a character. Yeah. And Tony Stark ends his reign in the MCU by uttering... The exact same line that ended the first Iron Man movie, which is "I am Iron Man," which yeah, which awesome. I loved that they used that. I thought the line "I am inevitable" that he used that Thanos used in the in the cold open was great. Like I really liked that statement from his character, and never even for a million years considered there'd be a circle to that. Well, and that's and then when he said I am inevitable and Tony said I am Iron Man, it was just a a, a warm glow went through my whole How body. <laughs> how crazy is it to think that that line wasn't originally in the movie. And it wasn't added in until a reshoot in the editing bay. To Really? Add. Originally Tony said nothing. What? He just looked at him and snapped. He said, I'm inevitable. And then he lo- Thanos looks over, sees Tony, and Tony just looks at him and then snaps his fingers. Oh, man. And I like this apparently, better. Yeah, I like the I am Iron Man. Apparently, one of the guys in the editing bay with the Russos, they were scratching their heads because they're like, it just it doesn't feel right. Something's missing. They said it felt very out of character for Tony not to be Starky in his l- very last right. moment on the, on yeah, the I Earth. I agree with that. And yeah. they I, said I they were trying totally. to figure out something, and one of the guys that's in the editing bay is just like, what if he just said, I'm Iron Man? <laughs> and <laughs> they that. immediately called Robert Downey Jr., got him back in the studio for a all-green-screen shoot, and reshot that line. 
Uh, it was worth it. It was worth it. it. Totally. But it blows my mind how very, very, very close it came to not being in the movie. Yeah. Well, that and, – and there's so many – there's a lot of stories like that in the MCU. The first one it reminds me of is in Thor Ragnarok. And Q, you may – I don't remember if we've talked about this or not, but in, in Thor Ragnarok, one of the funniest lines is he's a friend from work when he sees the Hulk in the in the fight arena. That was a line that was given to uh, Chris Hemsworth by like a Make-A-Wish kid that was on set that day. Which is crazy! Which, again, you know, he was just standing off to the side. The kid saw the scene and said, it'd be really funny if you said, hey, he's a friend from work. And then Chris Hemsworth went to the director and got it in the movie. Like, it, those types of things just add little bits. I mean, uh, I'm sure you read it, Q2, but me and Amanda were talking about it, and we love it, is that the um, I Love You 3000 also wasn't in the script that's something that robert downey jr and his kids actually say to each other oh that's cute oh that's adorable yeah. did you know that no, have you read it? i did not i love that he added that but it was just like i love you tons i think is what was in the script and robert downey jr brought that and said this is something that me and my kids say oh to each God. other and it means a lot to that's me so and cute. they I and the that. i love you 3000 now is going to go down in history i think yeah, oh for no sure. we started saying it to each other yeah, of course. Of to, course. like, one-up each other. <laughs> of course. I love you, 3001. And so, and so it ends. He sacrifices himself, and in turn, we get another finger clap from Tony Stark this time that dusts Thanos and his, and army. his army. Now, the question I have to ask is, do you think that that's all that Tony Stark did when he snapped his fingers? I'm really hoping that he also got rid of President Trump. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's <laughs> in a, his reality. There's a lot like, of things it, he out of all done the realities that, that exist. I am hoping that he at least took the opportunity to get rid of that man in his didn't, reality. Didn't we already discuss this at the top? Trump is inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. But can I just say, I was so pissed when Iron Man died. Like, I walked into this movie, and I was like, okay, we're going to lose Captain America people in this movie. And I was like, Captain America's going to die. They're going to kill Captain America. Like, it's going to be Captain America, like, the whole time. And then when they took Iron Man away from me, I was weeping. I You were sad. Yeah, that's I, for sure. I was I'm, – I'm still pissed. But <laughs> – you know, the right... Uh, it was poetic. That's fair, but I feel like Captain... I don't know. But in, Iron in Man a, deserved a big way to go out. And this was it. This was a perfect arc closure for Tony because he... He kind of... Pepper kind of understood it in this movie, too. He was never going to be able to stop. Like... Yeah. Well, that's... And Slattery even told him that, too. He's like, well, there's always, you know, someone to save. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And so... That was kind of his arc is he's not going to stop until he basically saves the world and dies. That's the only thing that's going to stop him. And I thought and it was did. just such a beautiful way to end yeah. it. Um, now, I will say you kind of got both because technically Cap is out yeah, of the game. Out. Yeah, he did. And we yeah, get he's... crowned a brand new Sam Falcon Captain America. Which was also not the way I expected it to go. I thought it was going to be Bucky. But to be yeah, fair, I thought it would be Bucky too. In the current M or in the current Marvel Comics run, it Fal is, it's Falcon same. has taken over yeah. for Captain America. Um, yeah, I just I don't know. I just I I thought Falcon was such a cool visual character in the movies. I, that I was like, oh well, they're just going to give the the shield to Bucky because the Winter Soldier still hasn't really been defined as anything. Can I yet. 
Can I say I'm going to go out on yeah, a Yeah, but he's not a super soldier, uh, so that's why it didn't really make... No, I'm talking about Sam. I'm going to oh, I'm gonna go out on a limb here, and yeah, I'm going to yeah. say it was a bid for the MCU to remain culturally diverse in its primary Avenger characters. I think... I can I I can I, say I, that that was probably part of the motivation. I feel like... And, and I'm fine with that. I feel like, absolutely, like, bring those characters to the forefront. Let them form the new... Avengers. Also, you gotta you gotta admit if they would have made Bucky the new Captain America, it would have basically been the same thing. You have another superpowered dude from the <laughs> same true. era who is now also Captain America. Sam has the same, but Bucky doesn't have the same heart that Captain America does, or Steve Rogers. And Steve Rogers knows that Sam has his ideals are more aligned with with Steve's. No, I thought it That's was fair. A, I thought it was a great scene. I love I love the transition. I mean, I'm not unhappy. No, no, I no. Guess, you know. I was just I did love that they wrapped up basically the core Avengers cuz Black yeah. Widow dies, Tony dies, uh Captain America Steve Rogers gets old and retires. The Hulk is permanently damaged. Hulk. So he's like permanently half Banner and just a smart big green guy but his yeah whole like right side and arm is, Hawkeye is paralyzed. Hawkeye gets away Retired with mass murder. <laughs> yeah, Hawkeye gets away. Well, he was he was called Ronan at the time, so he just changed names, sure. put on glasses. No one found sure. him. Um, but he's retired with his family, and then Thor got fat and joined the Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Or, or as he referred to them, the Asgardians of the Galaxy. Which, by the way, favorite pun of the whole movie. Yeah, also, kind of hoping Guardians of the Galaxy three, Volume 3 is going to be called... At, like, if they don't put that into the marketing, like, Guardians, and then, yeah. like, has, like, a marker slash through it, and then, like, an AS taped in front of it. In, in Thor's handwriting yeah. or something. <laughs> if they don't do that, I, their marketing department is fucking up. Yeah, I am one hundred percent praying that that Chris Hemsworth is in Guardians of the Galaxy Same. Volume Three. Oh God, he has to be. I, oh, definitely, he has to be. Yeah, it's gonna like, be no more solo movies for him. I'm okay with that, but he needs to be in the Guardi Guardians. Guardians of now. the Galaxy Three: The Search for Gamora. That's what it's gonna be because she wasn't with him at the end. For, right. And it literally was him pulling up a map to find her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that will be addressed in uh, in volume three, and I'm excited about it. Honestly, I mean, easily phase three of the MCU is my favorite. I think it's the strongest because it's got Civil War, it's got Ragnarok, Star, uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, Black Panther, Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame. Yep. Like I just think it nothing can really compete with how good phase three is, and different because all those movies are a bit different. Agreed. Agreed. Which so, uh, man, for me, I just I, I can't get over how well they wrapped everything up. I just and it from what I understand, I didn't think they were going to be able to do it. Well, and if if anything, we should have learned to trust the Russos by now. This is yeah. the third major, major, major Marvel movie that they have unabashedly knocked out of the park. They did it first or fourth, technically. They, they yeah. did it first with. Winter Soldier, which kind of changed the game and high, it set the bar for Marvel movies. Um, yeah. Then they came back and did it again with Civil War, and then they did it again with Infinity Wars, each time upping the amount of characters and storylines that were involved and handling them with such finesse that 
I I don't know that any other directing duo or pair could have done I what agree. they have done. And it's kind of one of those lightning in the bottle situations. I don't know that at least this level of these kind of movies, I don't know that you can ever repeat it again. I think it's kind of a perfect storm of everything just working the way it's supposed to be. The casting yeah. being on point, the writing being on point, all of the films being successful to some extent, or at least the majority of them hitting their mark. Yeah. And then you have you find the right directors, and I think Marvel initially thought that was going to be Joss Whedon. Um, but you find these directors that understand how to um, cram a movie more full of stuff than I ever think any movie could or should be crammed full of and still make it an enjoyable, emotional, um, fun, fun, moving experience that I I genuinely, and I know that's a lot of hyperbole, but I really just feel... Like, with Endgame, we have witnessed something in the cinematic world that that never happens. We have witnessed an honest-to-God spectacle. Like, a real modern-age Ben-Hur. A real modern-age Citizen Kane. And I know that's a big deal comparing those movies, but it's... No, but I mean, I I agree, though. I think I I couldn't have said it better. It, It is. It's... It's our version of when there are so many movies, when there are so many ways to focus on how to build a film and there's so many technology advances, you know, you have your Citizen Canes and your Lawrence of Arabia's uh, back in the day and your Ben-Hur's that were those cinematic spectacles because they did things at a scale no one had ever done before. Well, now everyone has the ability to make movies and there's, you know, a billion made every year. This is our generation's version of a scale that cannot be recreated. Right. And and I think they just they nailed it. I I, I don't know right now. I'm I'm riding high on my adrenaline from Endgame. I don't know right now if I would say that it's my favorite one, but I think it's the most impressive one of the entire MCU. So, so let's far. go around and let's ask, uh, Jay, did you enjoy Avengers Endgame. I loved Avengers Endgame. Five out of five. Amanda, did you enjoy uh, Avengers Endgame? I loved it. It's perfect. Haley, did you enjoy Avengers Endgame? Yes. High five. And Q, did you enjoy Avengers Endgame? <sighs> I. <laughs> you ass. I, God. I, I am Iron Man. Q's insufferable. <laughs> All right, and I am Jay, <laughs> and you you are Haley and Ama- Amanda, and you are Amanda. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, I guess we can officially say it: Five Avengers disassemble. Snap. We have reached the end of another high five the podcast episode. It's time to lock up the writers' room and rest comfortably, knowing we knocked out another great list of things you should be watching. If the guys didn't mention your favorites this week in their lists, you can harass them by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E-P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com.
got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast. On Twitter at high the number five the podcast. Instagram at high five the podcast. Or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating to show us some love. What's the worst that could happen? Crossing the streams? Maybe. See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.